Hi, welcome back to Cinema Scene on Gardner Web University Radio, WGWG, and online, WGWG.org. Uh, we talk movies each week right here on Cinema Scene, and you can always find our shows uh, online, WGWG.org, and download uh, any of our previous shows also uh, on demand and in our archives by just clicking on the SoundCloud link, and you can find the information there. Uh, very happy today on our show uh, to have Josh Hope. Josh is the writer and the director of The Life and Death of an Unhappily Married Man, a very funny film that's got a, a pretty interesting message to it about uh, about choice. Um, and uh, Josh, man, really happy to have you. And also uh, later on in the show, uh, we're going to also have uh, uh, Tommy Beardmore, who is the, uh, the uh, lead actor uh, that this uh, film is based around. So uh, very happy to have both you guys on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Well, Josh, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the film a little bit later, but uh, this is not the only project that you've been involved in uh, in your life. You've done quite a few things. Love to let our listeners know how you got into uh, the filmmaking business and uh, where that love came from. Uh, Well, I got into film uh, a while back. I've been making films for about 10 years now. Um, I actually studied journalism in college, and um, my, my first sort of path into the entertainment field was mainly through reality TV. Um, I worked for shows like the Jerry Springer show and uh, American Idol and The Biggest Loser. And that kind of eventually led to getting jobs on independent films that were being produced up in Chicago. And um, just being on set, I I felt like I learned a lot and it really clicked one day that I was like, "Ah, I'd like to try this. I'd like to try this myself and uh, try 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 to make my own film. Um, so I, I started doing it. I made five short films and each one got a little bit bigger and a little bit better and eventually led to our, our first feature film, which is a, um, going on five years ago now. It was called Wild Blue. We had a very tiny budget on it, but um, we did, pr- did pretty well. It screened at a lot of film festivals and then led to, uh, to us being able to make our, our new film, The Life and Death of an Unhappily Married Man. Now, the, uh, the journalism experience that you talked about did that play a role in just your love of writing? Because you've been involved in the writing aspect of uh, all these films, correct? I have, yeah. I've I've written every every film that I've directed so far, and uh, I, I do. I love writing. I've always loved writing and creative writing. And um, I grew up in kind of in the middle of nowhere in Northwest Oklahoma, and so I mean, I've, I've always loved movies. But I think any sort of career in the film industry just seems so just seemed like a completely different world, like uh, so far fetched out there. So I went into something that, um, you know, a lot of the local colleges out here offered, which was journalism. And uh, I wanted to work in, I thought TV news or radio or even, you know, newspaper print at the time was, seemed really exciting to me. So I, I went down that path and, and started with journalism. Now, once you started writing, uh, writing your films, what approach did you take in uh, in the style of films that you wrote? Uh, you know, Life and Death is definitely a um, uh, a dark a dark comedy to an extent, but it's a dark kind of a dark anti romantic comedy is is one of the ways that, that I think I could describe it. Um, <laughs> is, is that is that kind of the, the the style that appeals to you as far as a writing? Have your other films all been that uh, that similar vein? A little bit. I've tried I've tried different genres. Um... But I feel like, uh, for me, my writing style, it seems like comedy and dark comedy, even, you know, some of the drama stuff seems to be uh, the best fit for, for my style. I'm not exactly sure why. I think, uh, I think you know, I'm, I'm very fascinated with human nature and, and people as a whole. And 
I think uh, I've done pretty well about, you know, I remember conversations that I've had, you know, like years earlier, and I'm able to draw on that whenever I'm writing a certain character or something. I think, you know, how would this guy say this, or how would she do this in a certain situation? So I think I think all that's come from there, and um, really a, a dialogue and, and human nature are what, what seems to fascinate me the most as a writer. So it's something I've done and something I'll probably continue to do as I go down the line. Well, that's one of the things with this film in particular, uh, Life and Death of an Unhappily Married Man, that I loved was the dialogue felt very real. Uh, it, you know, none of it felt forced. It just uh, it felt like I was uh, kind of a fly on the wall many times uh, watching things unfold um, in, in this person's life and in the lives of those uh, around him as well. Um, lead character, uh, the actor, um, the actor Tommy Beardmore, uh, Riley uh, is the name of the uh, the character. Am I correct on that? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Um, but yeah, he he just um, he was so funny. I mean, the the script in this particular thing, I loved it. Uh, like I said, it was it felt real. Um, but the script really is what kind of drew me in from the start and kind of kept me uh, along for the for the ride. So so wonderful job on that and finding a way to make that not just be on the page but but come uh, come alive on. Uh, on the screen as well. Um, talk about that process of taking it from, you know, the idea and concept and from the page, from the written piece to something that really does live and breathe. Um, well, first off, thank you. That means a lot to me that you did enjoy it. And um, it's, it is something I try to do. I try to, to write characters and write dialogue as, as, as natural as possible. So whenever I do pass along the script to the actors that they can, they can really get a sense of the characters and, and who they are as people and how they talk. Um, but a lot of it comes from the acting side. You know, whenever, I, whenever I do pass the script along to the actors, uh, I cast my own films because I want actors to come in that I really trust and I really respect, and I, I allow them a lot of freedom. I allow them to pretty much do whatever they want with it. You know, if they, if they want to say certain lines a different way or they feel like the character would talk a certain way, you know, I, I allow them to do so as long as everybody's moving along the same path towards the end. And Tom, I mean, Tommy's a fantastic, uh, fantastic actor. And when I gave him the script, I knew that, excuse me, do a great job with it. I'd worked with him before, uh, on, on my first feature film, he came in and, and did a, a, a smaller scene, but really just did a whole lot with, with something very small. So I was really excited to, to give him the script, uh, like a feature film and give him the chance to, Really, I mean, to spread his wings for a lack of a better term, and uh, he did. I mean, he did a fantastic job with it. He really made it his own, and um, he had a lot of a lot of characters, a lot of day role players come in, and he played off of them, you know, fantastically. Oh yeah, yeah. and it it made the film what it was. The acting was a really big part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It, you're right. It was a it was a combination of of the, the script and the acting. But for a for a particular character like that. You do have to cast the perfect person, and and uh, and Tommy's um, Thomas his comic sense and just his timing just really clicked, and and I think it go, it does go back. It felt very authentic, and uh, man, great job in uh, in all aspects of making that happen. Yeah, thank you, and I mean a lot of that credit does go to to Tommy and the rest of the cast, and a lot of them came in with like a, an improv background, I think, which helped out a lot. Just them kind of acting off of each other. And I think every single actor that came in really, they brought something to the character that wasn't written. 
which you know always makes me look better as a writer and director. So I really appreciate it. What inspired you for this particular story and uh, in this particular film? Well, this one is, I mean, I can say sadly based off real life, but, you know, it, it's something, it's its all based on experiences that I had throughout my life and um, went through a, a couple of, uh, a, a divorce and then another breakup. And I, you know, I wanted to make something funny out of, out of a bad situation. So um, I kind of use it as therapy and um, I think it did the trick, you know, when you put that out there, it's, it's kind of scary to expose yourself like this to not only strangers, but even, you know, people that, you know, um, but in the end, it really, it really felt kind of nice and therapeutic to, to tell this story and to, and to show it in a way that, um, you know, show the funny aspects of it and make it, you know, something that's enjoyable. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and we really haven't talked about the story, but the story is about a man mm-hmm. who's, who's early on in this, in the film faced with kind of a marriage that's not quite where it used to be and not quite where he wants it to be. And uh, he's not sure that he wants it at all. Uh, elaborate a little bit on what you're hoping uh, our viewers will will find from this uh, film about about choices and, and how the choices impact us, um, impact our past and our future. Well, one thing that's really funny about it, when I when I first wrote it, I, I had no idea if anybody would connect to this thing at all, and yeah. it was really just a, a personal exercise. And but you know, that, now that we've been screening for about a year now on the festival circuit every single time we screen, somebody comes up to me and, and they tell me about how they relate to the character or they relate to some sort of aspect. And I think it's, I don't know, I think that's something that a lot of us can relate to is, you know, our lives now, or is it exactly how we felt it would be when we were younger, when we had, you know, dreams or lofty aspirations. And then whenever reality sets in, when things aren't so good, you know, you kind of have to reflect on that. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I think just that, you know, no matter where you are in your state of life, if you're if you're not doing so well, I mean, you're obviously not alone. That's that's how I feel now, just after screening and hearing some of the audience feedback. Does this, uh, you know, when you say with each film that you've done, you've you've been able to kind of do it uh, bigger and better in many ways. Um, what have you learned the most uh, over the course of these? Uh, is this your sixth or seventh film? Yeah, including including short films. This is my seventh. Okay. Film. Okay. What have you learned the most out of those, uh, you know, kind of those stepping stones to get to where you are now with the life and death of an unhappily married man? I mean, I've just I've learned I've learned a ton just as a filmmaker, as a writer, as a producer. Um, I think each time you deal with certain actors or deal with certain situations, you learn, you know, you learn so much of just about how to, in indie film, as most indie filmmakers know. It never, it never goes according to plan whenever you try to plan these things out. And so it's just about learning to overcome obstacles that are going to be constantly thrown at you. And that's, you know, that's through all realms. That's through the, the producing side, the directing side, the writing side. And so I think each, each time I've done it, it's, I've, I know how to do it a little bit better, and I know how to overcome certain situations and deal with certain personalities. So just across the board, it's a, it's a, a learning process that I think will, you know, probably continue forever. I think you can always learn something every time you do a new film. Yeah. One of the things I really liked uh, about this film, Josh, is I, I thought the soundtrack really was a compliment to the film itself. Uh, talk about that process of finding the right, uh, the right music and that, that right balance to, to, to be a complimentary, really supporting character for a film. 
Yeah, I lo- I love our our score for it. And it's it's done by a, a wonderful composer out of Chicago named Tony Green, and uh, I worked with Tony on my first film, Wild Blue, and so we we really you know really got to understand each other. And at this point, we have kind of a a good routine that we go into, and it makes it makes it very easy. Um, there's just one thing that I do for all of my films. <clears throat> I make a when we first start out, I make a fake soundtrack, and it's basically Every song that I, if I could afford, if I had, you know, all the money in the world, it's a song that I would <laughs> yeah, use. Yeah. And I, and I send it to all my actors and everybody involved just so they can listen to as they're, you know, preparing their process and maybe it'll help them out with, you know, getting in the, the idea or the headspace that I'm in. And so I do give it to Tony and uh, he tells me he listens to it one time and then he throws it away. And so he has, he has kind of the general idea and the spirit that I have in my mind and then he goes off and creates something that's completely different, but also like does, does have the feeling and the connection that, you know, I had originally. And uh, it's really, it's quite a magical experience how he does it. And now I, I love watching the film because there's certain, there's certain spots that he just does like a little tiny thing that makes you really get inside of Riley's mind. And uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how he does it, but yeah. he's, he's really, he's really spot on with it. And I definitely will. Um, I hope to work with Tony forever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It really did work with this particular film. Uh, we're on the phone with uh, with uh, Josh Hope. He is the uh, writer. He's the director. And um, gosh, what else are you on this film? Uh, producer, pretty much everything else you can imagine uh, on the yeah, film. Yeah, c- catering and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever we need, I'll do Absolutely. it. Absolutely, life and death of an unhappily married man. Our guest today on Cinema Scene, and we're gonna. Take a break, uh, break shortly, and we'll bring back uh, Tommy, Tommy Beardmore, who stars as Riley in this film, and uh, he's going to talk a little bit about um, his acting and how he got into, uh, into the filmmaking world and also talk about uh, what drew him to this particular film also. Josh, I want to give you a chance to, to share any final thoughts uh, with our audience as well as uh, contact information, website information. You want to make sure that they are able to, uh, to find. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're, the film is going to continue screening on the festival circuit throughout the summer. Um, you can go to oliveentertainment.com, which is like martini olive, oliveentertainment.com, and you can see all of our upcoming screenings. Um, I know we have our we have premieres in Connecticut and Alaska and North Carolina and Iowa, so there's a lot of places to catch it. And then this summer, at the end of the summer, we'll release it online through iTunes and Amazon and Google and all that stuff, so you'll be able to stream it. So you can go on our website and you can keep up with all the all the news with life and death. Josh, thanks so much for being our guest today on Cinema Scene. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Cinema Scene right after this. At Gardner-Webb University, you have the chance to learn art hands-on. The Gardner-Webb Department of Fine Arts offers art instruction for students who wish to gain experience in painting, drawing, and three-dimensional design. Students are guided in their work by experienced professors while studying influential artists, styles, and principles of design. To learn more about this program, go online at gardner-webb.edu. Hi, welcome back to Cinema Scene. This is Noel T. Manning II on WGWG online, WGWG.org. We do talk movies each week right here on Cinema Scene. Uh, this particular show, we're focused on uh, a, a film, a great, a great film called The Life and Death of an Unhappily Married Man. Uh, the first part of the show, we got a chance to talk to the writer uh, and the director, Josh Hope. And uh, now we're very fortunate to have um, the uh, actor, Tommy Beardmore, who stars as Riley 
in this film. Uh, Tommy, man, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Noel. Thanks for uh, Cinema Scene for having us. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. It. Well, man, um, we're going to talk a, a bit about the movie, but first I'd love for, uh, for listeners to hear a little bit about uh, who you are, uh, how you got into acting, where that love came from, because uh, you do acting for, uh, you've done stage, television, film, you've done voice work, you've done a lot of different things. So uh, give a little background on, uh, on who Tommy Beardmore is. Well, gosh, who Tommy Beardmore is. I don't know how long's your program there. <laughs> uh, we started, I started early, you know, I started young as, as a lot of us do, I guess, as actors. Um, kind of started in the family, and I, I come from a big Irish Catholic family, and we're very loud and, and entertaining, and so there was always something around the dinner table, skits and songs and stuff like that, but it kind of blossomed, I guess, in high school when I started doing the plays. Um, I took a lot of radio classes. I was always involved in the mass media classes, things like that. And I always had a, a camera with my buddies, you know, on weekends and after school. So aside from actually being in the classroom and, um, and sports, the rest of the time was pretty much just shooting, you yeah. know, short films, indie films, little things like that. And, and it, I just got this bug that I couldn't shake. And uh, pretty soon I, I got really serious about it. And, and after one of the performances, that I had for uh, one of the plays I was in, my mom said, you know, Tommy, you might want to just focus on this and see if, see if you want to do this for real, you know, wow. as a profession. And when you have a, a mother or father say that to you, it kind of means the world because the yeah. hardest thing is to, to kind of get break away from the social norm of I'm going to go for business and I'm going to go into sales and because you have that family kind of pressure. And for me, I never had it. It was constant support. And so that just kind of pushed me in the direction that I wanted to go. And, so uh, I, I grew up around Purdue University in Indiana, and uh, I said, why, uh, why travel all the way to a coast or some far-off place when I have a perfectly good uh, college education right here in my, back, my backyard? And so I, I went there. I studied there for four years and um, majored in film and studied theater as well and uh, met a lot of good people that I still work, work with today. And uh, I guess I moved to Chicago right after that, and that's when I started doing it professionally. Gotcha. So I was kind of, you know, I was kind of doing the training and a lot of um, getting my education down. And once I got the degree, I, I hit the road. Yep. So once in Chicago, I, I studied uh, Second City, where um, oh, yeah. you might know, you know, Chris, Chris Farley, Tim Meadows, Tina Fey. I yeah. mean, everybody, everybody that's involved in comedy right now or in the last... 50 years really has yeah. come from second city yeah. so i got to study their their conservatory and graduated from there and moved on to io theater which is kind of a more underground uh comedy um, institution and studied meisner at artistic home and just a bunch of classes i did as much as i could you know and and six years later i moved to new york and uh, continued my professional career and that's where i am now so wow. i do a lot of indie film and commercial a few television appearances here and there but uh Try to keep busy, you know. Busy's well, good. <laughs> yeah, I love I love hearing you know the story about what it is that that made you realize, hey, I can do this, and for it to be a parent that says to you, hey, you know, you've got a gift here, you've got something. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. You I'm, know, it is amazing. And I remember my mom said, you could be a garbage man if you're the best garbage <laughs> man and you have a great attitude and yeah. you're a good person. Then I don't care what you are. You know, yeah. I don't care what you are as long as you're happy and. You know, this world, it, it, life is short. Life is short. You got to do what you love. Yeah. Because what's the point, you know? And and um, and there's just nothing like it. When you wake up and you say, I'm going to work today. And one, I'm, I'm good at what I do. And two, I love what I do. Right. And that there's nothing else. You know, there's nothing else in the world that's better. 
Yeah, I'd love to hang out with your mom because she's got great advice. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, honestly, you I should. You can just validate everybody. Yeah, Come yeah. To and, office. You guys can hire her. She yeah. Can come in, you know, hang out with you guys, tell you how good you are. That's great. <laughs> you know, I've, I've shared that same kind of thing with my kids. I'm like, look, you know, find what you love and, and do the best you can. And that's all that matters. You know, you do your best and you that's love it. it. Hey, it doesn't matter what you do. So I love that, man. That's great. <laughs> That's great. It's a simple philosophy, you know. It it's is a philosophy. It really is. Well, you know, you've done you've done TV, film, stage, voice. Is is there one that you feel that you're drawn to more than the other, or do you like all of them for different reasons? You know, that's a great question. And for a long time, I said film and TV is my thing, you know. And I, I went for that kind of Meisner approach. Um, I, I was a little song and dance man back in the day when I was young, but I kind of. I evolved into doing the film and TV and I thought that was my thing. But since coming to New York, you know, you really do fall in love with theater. And um, the great thing about this job is you can jump and, and get into different parts of the media. You know, you can, you can do TV for a week and then you jump on a film set. And then in the next six months, you're doing some stage production and that's what keeps it fresh. And that's what keeps it interesting. So this is a, a great job where, if you're versatile and you have the interest, you can kind of jump to different things. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's, that's what, again, it, it just kind of keeps it interesting and, and fun. So really I have respect for all forms, but, uh, for me, film, independent film has always been an interest of mine because you really, there's no one telling you what to do and when to do it. And there isn't a set way to do it. Indie yeah. film, especially something like the life and death of an unhappily married man is, is a very organic movie that's made by a bunch of people and we're doing what we can with what we have and when you have a product a final product like what we have and it's traveled the world you get to be really happy about it because it wasn't tainted by a studio or it wasn't validated by an audience member it was just something that we created that that stuck and that worked well let's talk about that movie i I I talked to josh in the first part of the show josh hope who was sharing that you had worked with him previously on on a film i think in a much smaller role but uh, there was something about you that just really clicked with what he was wanting with the, uh, with the character of Riley. So what, t- talk about how you got involved in this film and what it was that drew you to this particular uh, project. Yeah, so we, I did a, a small part in one of his films. It was one of his first features, actually, called Wild Blue. And, um, and it was a very, very short scene, but it was, uh, it was a comical scene, and that was a dark comedy film as well. Um, but what he was looking for was someone to be able to sell a really dark and depressing story in kind of an attractive way. And I don't mean attractive like beautiful. I, <laughs> I mean like like when an audience member can watch something yeah. and, and, and watch it and not, not be forced to feel glum or gloomy or yeah. get up and leave, you know. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of hard to sell something dark in a way that that is attractive to an audience member but he saw it in me a little bit and it might be because i look like every single best boy associate but or uh, best best buy associate but uh but uh you know or or somebody at applebee's taking your order or something i don't know but um yeah so so he he knew kind of what i was capable of and he'd seen me in other things too and so he had the script he had the idea and and he kind of threw it to me and I read the script and I just loved it. I mean, I loved the story. I loved, I loved everything about it. And from an actor's perspective, it's just, it's a gift when someone gives you something like that. So colored with drama and comedy and yeah. darkness and light and redemption. And it's just everything that you kind of want in a movie, you know? And, and I was quick to say, absolutely sign me up. And 
not to mention I had worked with him before, so I knew how resourceful he was as a director, and I knew that when he finishes something, he finishes it pretty pretty well. I mean, he knows that he knows how to sell a movie. He knows how to throw it around to the festival circuit and, and let it kind of sizzle on there for a while and, and get people talking about it. You know, this, this film is, is really so great on so many different levels. It's funny. Um, it's, uh, it's introspective. It, it, it really does make the viewer kind of look at themselves and, and think about choices that they made or choices they didn't make mm-hmm. and maybe should have. And that's one of the things I really liked about it. I loved, uh, I mean, you just had this great comic sense uh, that comes across on screen as so real and, and so authentic. And, and that's, a oh, difficult, thank you. that's a difficult thing to do, but you nail it. And, well, um, you know, it was easy. It was easy by the writing. The writing, it made it so easy to, to um, be comfortable in the, in the situation, whatever it was. I mean, he, Josh writes in a very natural, conversational yep. way. Yep, absolutely. And it, it's, it's just easy for the actors. It's, easier, it's easy for the audience because it just feels right. The things that are being said in the moment, it's just he has a really good knack for writing in, in a way that, that people can just really understand and feel. And, and we don't have to work hard in order to, to understand what's going on or to feel empathy for the characters. Not, not in a lazy way by any means, but in a way that, uh, that, you know, there's no jargon, there's no crap, there's no glitz and glamour. It's just, here's what's going on, here's what's happening, and this is how these people are feeling right now, you know? Well, you know, your, on, your on-screen chemistry with, uh, with the characters really clicks as well, especially like your old high school uh, friend that you reconnect with. Um, talk a little bit about, about that and how, you know, acting with others kind of brings out the best in you. Yeah, well, I mean, we had 25, I think it was 25, supporting actors. Wow. They ranged from, from mostly in Chicago, but Kurt Conroy, he played my best friend uh, from back home, and he, we got him, um, he was in Washington at the time, I think it was in Portland, uh, but we knew him from Wild Blue, and, and um, we had uh, the girl who plays Becca, um, she came from, uh, forgive me, Darcy Filona, she, she came from um, California, but most of them were, were local Chicago people, I knew some of them, I didn't know a lot of them, um, but but what happens on an indie film is you become very comfortable with each other because you're working together for say what, two, three weeks, whatever yeah, it is. And right. um, sometimes even more, but, but you be, you become instantly comfortable because it's, it's a small crew. It's a small scale. You're close knit. You're there for 12 hours a day, you know? Um, and if you don't have the time to do that, you kind of are forced anyway. I mean, the industry is kind of like I've had, I was in a movie once where, I literally got onto set, got in my wardrobe, shook the hands of my co-star, and I had a kissing scene in like five <laughs> minutes. You know, <laughs> so it's like sometimes you just have to. But but uh, if you're fearless and you kind of just say, you know what, I'm gonna, I got to get comfortable whether I like it or not, whether I feel comfortable or not. Right. Some magic magic happens with two people who are willing to be in a moment together where you just you just get there. You get there and you're fully comfortable and you you're comfortable for life. And now you become, you, you have kind of this connection, you know, and, and uh, a lot of those, most of those people on, on that film, not just in cast, but, but the crew as well, we became so close just because it's a very intimate moment right. uh, or, or experience working yeah. in a film like that, you yeah. know? Well, you know, you talk about being comfortable and I got to tell you, there are a couple of scenes um, that, that made me... I know what you're, I know what you're going with. <laughs> you know where I'm headed. A, a couple of yeah, scenes that, that made me a little uncomfortable um, for, <laughs> for you and for me as well. Um, did, did you, uh, 
And I'm not going to talk about the scene because it, it's, you know, you got to watch the movie. But were, were you comfortable all the way through that film or did you have to literally, literally step out of your comfort zone for some of, the, uh, some of the more crazy scenes? That's a good question. You know, I mean, I guess you do so many, like, projects where you're kind of tested that right. you trust yourself that if you just, if you just commit, you're going to come out stronger in the end and it's going to feel great. It's going to look great, you know? And, and so for the, for the listeners out there, uh, we won't get too specific because honestly it's, it's a better experience if you just watch it. Right. But there's a point where he's not necessarily wearing, he's not necessarily fully clothed. Let's say that (laughs) he finds himself in a very precarious situation, um, possibly under the influence of, of certain outside, um, uh, medicine, let's just say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's and and uh, it is it is very jarring and it is very funny and it's very uncomfortable. But but I mean it's very real. Yeah, and And exactly. I say that because it actually it actually happened. And if you were uncomfortable, no, you should have been in the audience last week at my hometown premiere with my mother, grandmother, and sister. <laughs> You, that's oh, uncomfortability wow. right there, my man. But it was, but uh, it, you know, it was, it was, um, it was an ex- incredible experience, yeah. and, and it was a growing experience for you, for me. It, it challenged me, and uh, it was just fun, you know. When you just say, you know what, screw it, I'm going to make this as good as I can yeah. and yeah. commit as hard as I can, then then that fear just kind of drips away, and right. you say, you know what, this is great. You you never get to do this. When else can I walk around Oklahoma naked on a farm road? You know. <laughs> So so now so now here's the question coming back to you. Now that your mom saw that with all of your you know right. your friends, did she did, did is she still saying you know go out and be the best you can be? That's exactly what I was saying when I told you that many years ago. <laughs> she said, you know, Affleck is hired. <laughs> no, she 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 was like, you know what? I changed your diapers. I've seen it all, and you know what? Good good on you because I couldn't have done that. You know, my grandmother. <laughs> My poor grandmother, after the lights went up and my brother's sitting next to my grandma, she goes, well, that was, that was interesting. That's what she said. That's all she said. That was, that was interesting. So, you know, interesting is good. That is. She didn't walk out. That is. Well, we're on the phone with uh, Tommy Beardmore. Tommy is uh, starring in the film uh, The Life and Death of an Unhappily Married Man. Uh, it's making the festival circuit. You can find the film and a lot more about it on oliveentertainment.com. Uh, great fun film. Uh, I, I describe it as a uh, dark anti-romantic comedy. Is the best is how I oh I like that. I describe it. I like that. No, <laughs> and for your for the listeners out there, we're going to be in uh, California, Connecticut. I think Arkansas, North Carolina, Iowa, Canada, and New York. And that's that's kind of the the summer sort of for us. But you can check everything at oliveentertainment.com. Hey, and Tommy, if uh, people want to find out more information about you uh, and uh, kind of the work that you've done and that you're doing, what's the best way? Well, they can go to my official website is tommybeardmore.com. Uh, and uh, you can go there day or night. There's all sorts of stuff up there and um, uh, premieres and screenings and some videos and funny stuff. So, yeah, feel free. Hey, thanks for joining us on Cinema Scene, Tommy. Really appreciate your time and, uh, and loved your work on the film and look forward to watching more stuff from you in the future. Thank you, Noel, and thanks for having me. Appreciate it. For Cinema Scene, I'm Noel Manning. That's Tommy Beardmore, and this is WGWG.org. Until next time, that's a wrap.